What's prayer to you? Anyone? Uh-huh. Now tell me something you didn't learn in Sunday school. They mean something else. <laughs> Anybody else? How to pray? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. You were going to say something else, and I interrupted you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but isn't? And I, and I was going to say that, you know. And I think it was in fifth grade that I, that I learned communication has an encoder and a decoder, you know, from one side to another, and unless, unless the one who, who is receiving the message understands it, there's no communication. It's just one person talking. And so you have one and the other, but um, you said the word sincere and heartfelt. And sometimes, are we truly sincere when we pray? I'm just throwing that right there. I'm not saying. We just talk and talk. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's funny. We were, we, were, we were having dinner with family and, and some extended uh, friends, and all of a sudden I realized they're waiting for me. I'm like, why are they waiting for me? And as you said, they're waiting for you to pray. I'm <laughs> like, okay. So, it's, you know, and I know they do it out of respect. You know, because otherwise they would just <laughs> jump in. But that's okay. You know, we, you know, there's those moments that we sincerely and heartfelt thank God, right? Uh, Webster defined prayer as an address, such a petition to God or a God, liturgy, in word or in thought. Okay? And I always go back to the definition of communication, encoder and decoder. And sometimes I'm like, you know, am I really, is God really understanding what I'm trying to say? Is God really listening to me? Am I doing this right? And we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get to, we'll get to those hindrances of prayer. But still, in my mind, it's like, am I doing this right? Is this the, is this the right? And it's like, there's not a right way except in our context, which we believe is the right context, God is just talking to God. And he's actually commanded us to go talk to him. We have to do it. We don't have a choice but to do it. And just like I wanted to stress that we don't give importance to the Holy Spirit, we don't give enough importance or the right importance to prayer. And why don't we do that? And I believe is we make it a lot about ourselves and not God. And A.W. Pink says, the prevailing idea seems to be that I come to God and ask him for something that I want and that I expect him to give me that which I have asked. But this is a most dishonoring and degrading conception. Degrading conception. Because we're degrading God. We're pushing down. Yes. The popular belief reduces God to a servant. Our servant. Doing our bidding. Performing our pleasure. Granting our desires. No. Prayer is coming to God. Telling him my need. Committing my way unto the Lord. And leaving him to deal with it as it seems him best. I'm done. But it is. And it's, it happens to all of us. We get into our, our normal, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. 
but God asks us to slow down. So we're going to go through, through some of it. So what is the nature of prayer? And I want you to pull your, your swords. Because when I'm here, we do a lot of reference looking, right? So prayer, the nature of prayer is a learning experience. Let's go to, let's go to Luke. Danny, go uh, look, uh, look for Luke 11, 1, and Tony, Romans 8, 26. You ready, Danny? Go. Uh-huh. So even the disciples asked what? Teach us to pray. And we had talked about, about that previously. You know, they were Jewish people. They knew what prayer was. Or technically, they should have known. Right? But they come to Jesus because they saw him praying. And they said, teach us to pray like John had taught his disciples. It's a learning experience. To me, that's such a comforting verse. Especially when, when we're struggling. And I don't know. I don't know. I want to ask, but I don't know what to ask for. I'm struggling, God. Especially when I'm struggling with unbelief. When my faith is shaken. Hmm? And I know I'm not the only one who goes there. We all go through that. Yes, ma'am. Say again. I'm sorry. I believe. Please help my unbelief. Yes. I mean, that's what I believe. Yeah. Because I can't. Yeah. 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 So prayer is also an exchange of intimacy with God. If we can't share with God our deepest, deepest thoughts, who can we do it with? Huh? Yes, sir. You know, yes. Yeah. Mike, would you take us Psalm 34, 15? And Debbie, will you take Psalm 142, 2? Natalie, Hebrews 4, 16. Uh, Osborne, uh, Ecclesiastes 5, 1 and 2. And John, 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. All right, Psalm 34, 15. Uh-huh. So what does that say? Yeah. Right, what's the last part says? Uh-huh. Next, 142.2. What is David bringing to God? What's troubling him? So what do we need to bring God? What's troubling us? But sometimes we'd rather talk to someone else before we talk to God. <clears throat> and that's okay. You know, we need that support. But first come to God and share your troubles. What's troubling you? What's in your heart? Hebrews 4.16. Yes, how are we supposed to come? Boldly, Right? Which means what? Confidently, with courage. Knowing that he is there. With the confirmation that he is listening. But we doubt. 
but we doubt. I'm not saying that doubt is very wrong, but don't stay there. Never stay there. Ecclesiastes 5, 1 and 2. Uh-huh. Stay there for a little while. At least longer than the other ones. What's the advice that we get there? Let's read it again. Louder, Osborne. Hmm. So guard your steps. Guard your steps as you go to the house of God. Be prepared. Know where you're going. And approach to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools. How many times we come, it's me, myself, and I, and we cannot listen. Or we come and we listen one thing wrong that the pastor says, but the message of God, you're not listening. For they do not know that they are doing evil. So test. Test yourself. Know yourself. Know what you're doing. Do not be quick with your mouth or impulsive in thought. We can apply that uh, every single day to everything that's happening in our lives, right? I always say to someone who comes with uh, something, says, okay, remember, there's a, another side to the story. Otra cara de la moneda. Another face to the coin. So don't. Don't be quick. For God, uh, to bring up a matter in the presence of God. Hmm. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. I find that interesting. God is in heaven and you are on earth. What does that say to you? Not to kick Mike so hard that I break my foot? Yeah, Mike says, yeah. Amen. Exactly. Yes. And we're not. We're not? I thought you were. I emailed you. Yeah. <laughs> and? And? I, 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 he created me, but I'm better than him. <laughs> I know better than him. He's in heaven. I'm here. I'm the one suffering. Guys, come on. You're not perfect. Many a times you've said that to yourself. He doesn't know what I'm going through. He's not listening. But he is in heaven. And he sees it all. And we're on earth. And we can't even see in front of us. His time is perfect. But I want my time to be perfect. And that's the struggle. Yes, sir. Carl the man. In heaven? Yes. We on the earth? Yes, that's what it says. He's spirit? Uh-huh. We're dirt. <laughs> There's no dirt in heaven. <laughs> There's no dirt in heaven. Right on, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? No? First Peter five, six, seven. Who has it? You do. God, John. Mm. Amen, right? 
what you just said to, to Carl? Wisdom comes with, you said something, age, right? What is this saying? Huh? Exactly that. Exactly that. It's a comfort. We're comforted that he, if we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, not just under the hand of God, the mighty hand of God, said that he may exalt you at the proper time, at the due time. Guys, that's a promise. We have such great promises that we don't take into account, that we forget we have. And we forget that our time is not this time. Our time is forever with him. But we forget. But our prayer is also effective. And I forgot your name. Nathaniel. Uh, Acts 12, 5 and 7. Jorgito. Can you read Philippians 4, 6 and 7? Ready, set. Acts 12, 5 and 7. Go. Mm -hmm. But prayer for him was being made to God in my version, it says intensely. Do we really pray intensely, earnestly? Yes, sir. You do? Great. That's awesome. <laughs> and we can't believe it. And that's why we stop praying. Yes, sir. What does it say about you, sir, that you're just Lewis or Victor? Or Tosh. <laughs> the point is that, it, that it's all of us. That it's all of us because we like to be in control. And when things happen the way we want it, we're parading. Life is awesome. And look at me, and I destroyed this thing now. But when things don't come our way, I don't even tell anyone what's happening. I don't even tell God what's happening. I want to solve myself. And that's what I believe. It's unbelief. That's when we struggle. Because we cannot believe in God only when things are right or going our way. Then we don't believe he's sovereign. Then we don't believe he is God. Then he is little G God. And we go back to A.W. Pink sentence. We lower God. We make him less than he is. We make him our servant. Yes, ma'am. And mad at God. That's what he is, right. And That's what I think. I always say, you know, it's okay to be mad at God, but don't stay there. You can have that, but you can't stay there. Because then, again, it goes back to you do not have faith in God. You don't believe God is God. Then you have to go back to his attributes. Say, do you truly believe he's all of this? Then, no. 
then go back to, do I truly believe? And we, and, I, and I, you're, saying, you're saying, I think, something that I always use this. If we, if we keep the light on us, you know, when you, when you have a light on you, you can't see anything behind that light. And as long as that light is there, then it's just you. But our light, our, our, our mind, our, our eyes have to turn that light to God, to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit. Because it's not us. And what I'm saying is, and please don't misunderstand, is you can have that moment of, ah! but then the Holy Spirit in you, remember we talked about, you're sealed, you need to lean on him. That's when he comes. That's when the true faith comes in. That's a dependent, yes. But don't stay there, because you're strong in God. Don't give me your weak. Yes, we are. But that's, that's why we're dependent on him. An excuse. An excuse, yeah. No. Yes, but don't stay there. No, sir. Don't stay there. Yes. You're saying that, that God doesn't matter. That's different. That, no, that's different. That's different. That's different. No, 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 no. No, that's different. And I tell you why it's different. Because things are going to happen in our lives, regardless whether you are in God or not. Because we are in a rotten world that is worse every single day. But our dependency on Him has to be stronger every single day. And the point we're trying to make, Osmar, is that we can't stay there. And yes, things are going to happen. Whether it's someone coming into our house, whether it's an accident, whether it's I've broken my leg, and I'll be with you in a second. But we cannot use that as an excuse to live our lives. Because then we're missing the message of the gospel. We're missing the opportunity to share Christ, to live Christ, to know Christ, because our life is not for this world. It's with him forever. We're going to be living here an average, according to the Bible, 70, 80 years. That's the average. That's biblical. Go look it up. But eternity is a lot longer than 80 years old. By the way, I just, I was, I was doing my, my retirement planning this week. And according to actuarials, you are doomed because I'll be with you till I'm 92. So get used to it. 92. I looked at Aston and said, ooh, honey, you're in trouble. But 92 is still not forever. That's all I'm saying, Osborne. We can't stay there. Because we have to live our faith. We can't live that the world does. Our mission, it's out there. And when we leave that door, the mission field starts and we have to live our faith every single day by word and action. And in prayer every single day. And I'm sorry I get like that, but I get like that because it's, it's God. And we have to live it. 
And we have to pray it. And we have to preach it. And we have to act on it. Not just at 10.07 today on Sundays. Every single day. Okay, yes ma'am. Cross, right? Will be done, but your will. Yes. And I think we're all saying the same thing. I'm not, because don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that it's okay to be mad at God. I'm not. I'm saying that we go through that process of, but then we have to realize that no, you don't have. You cannot be mad at God. Amen. Amen. Yes. But there's, there's, there's one prayer that we never talk about, and I always mess up the, the, the name of it, imprecatory prayers. It's when they're praying, they're, he's praying, destroy them, kill them. Ah! But then the realization comes. And I think it's your point. But they're written. They're there. They're there. And that's what I think, that we go through, and then, no, time out. <coughs> Say again? Yeah. Is that we're just like them. <laughs> yeah, we're just like them. Yeah. And I, think, and I think we're all saying the same thing. We cannot stay there. And prayer is what helps us not stay there. And knowing that he is God, big G God, and not belittle him to a servant. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're saying, you are, I mean, you, you are great. God, do what you need to do with them. Be mad at God, right. Totally, totally in agreement. And I think we're all saying the same thing. It comes a point that we start getting mad at God, but the realization that he is God. He is God. And we're his creature, like uh, Tony said. And we're dependent on him. And he knows better. He's in heaven. <laughs> we're on earth. I think we're all saying the same thing in different words. But it's the dependency on him. We cannot stop being dependent on him. And that dependency grows in prayer. Because that is, as we said earlier, the communication with him. The strengthening of our faith in and with him. Otherwise, we, how do you do it? How do you build a relationship? It's a relationship. Our God is a relational God. Yes, sir. No. But David was mad in some of the Psalms. I don't know. <coughs> Perfect summary. I think we all said the same thing. I think we all got there. And that's the point. And Danny wants to say something. No? Don't? You, this is the right place to, to speak. No? Okay. You sure? So worse that can happen. I'll just make fun of you. I agree. We're just honest. Yeah. Who had Philippians 4, 6, 7? Jorjito. Amen. And guys, 99.9% of our anxieties are built on fear. Because we don't know. It's okay to not know. Because God knows. 
And that's where our dependency on him comes. And that's what I got from that. Don't be anxious of anything, but in everything. In everything. Not just on the things you want to talk to him about. In everything. With what? With thanksgivings. That's a hard one. That's a very difficult one. Because we go there. Why? Why me? Why not so and so and so who is even worse than I? And we start comparing. And he says, it's your and my relationship. I am your God, am I not? Then you and I. With thanksgiving. Yes, ma'am. And we fear. Amen. Because we know he will deliver and answer. We have that confidence. And one thing that I learned a long time ago was, what about the things that you don't even know that don't happen to you because he's sheltering you? And I go there fast because I'm like, God, thank you. I just don't know. And you answer a prayer that I even, didn't even voiced. And you're defending me. You're sheltering me. You're doing things for me that I don't understand, can't follow, and don't see. Go there. Go there. Because it's always easy to say and talk about the things we see. Because we see them. Yes. We see the answer prayer. Hallelujah, he answered my prayer. When it's yes. Because when it's no, we still say, oh, he hasn't answered my prayer. And even, even worse when he says, not yet. Because when it's yes or no, at least we have a resolution. At least we know. But we still need to pray. And it's not just one time. It's intense, continuously. Thanksgiving. The prayer of the righteous man can accomplish much. And it does. And it does. So what about the, <clears throat> the practice of prayer? <clears throat> the Bible encourages and God commands us to persevere in prayer. Do we do it? Do we do it? Tosh, would you take Luke 18.1? Chastity, will you take 1 Thessalonians 5.17? And uh, Lynn, Ephesians 6.18? And I have one more. Actually, I have two more. Three more. I have a bunch more. Uh, Jared, where was I? Uh, Luke 11.5.10. Elizabeth, John 15.7. Who haven't I called? Troy, 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Right, who has Luke 18, 1? Luke Uh-huh. And he goes in two. Always. And what else? Don't lose heart. We were just talking about that. We lose heart because he doesn't answer my prayer. Easy. He said he will answer your prayer. It's a promise. 
It doesn't answer it when you want it. Yes, sir. Personal experience. Those who know me know that I hate when someone says, I didn't have time for. Because I will always correct them and say, you didn't make time for. Because time we have. Just tell me I didn't get to it because I was blah, blah, blah. That's okay. Don't tell me I didn't have time. Mostly my, it's called my collaborators. But we can make time. And we have plenty of time. You know, I drive from Coral Gables here, and now it's easier with that exit right there. But it's not, still not easy. And it's time in the car by myself that I can choose to fight with the traffic next to me and the person next to me. I can pray for them. I can call someone and pray with. So time, we have time. I was going to say, we, have, we spend more time with our phones in the bathroom. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> First Thessalonians 5.17. Pray without ceasing. Simple. Straight to the point. It's not a suggestion. Paul is not suggesting. Paul is saying, do it. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you what, there's a correlation with praying without ceasing and getting mad with God. When you don't do it enough, or you think God is a servant, you get mad at God. When you're praying without ceasing, when you are given to prayer, you will not get mad at God. There's no space for it. Things will happen, and you get frustrated with things that happen, but you know that you can come to God and depend on Him. Ephesians 6.18 In spirit. Jesus says, I had to leave so he could come, and he is our helper. He is God in us. Luke 11, 5, and 10, 5 through 10. What is Jesus talking about there? Persistence? Uh-huh. What else? Communication? What else? Who el- what else you see there? He's talking about a friend that you go ask. He's your friend, but he's going to give it to you, not because he's your friend, but because he doesn't want anybody else to see that he's not helping a friend. But he's contrasting. He's saying, God is not that way. He says, knock, ask. That's what I see there. And we have friends that we call at any time, at any moment, and they're there for us. And we have some other friends that we call, but they don't answer, and that's fine. But he says, he's not a friend, he is God. That's comforting. It should be. I've run out of time. John 15, 7. Uh Uh-huh. We talked about abiding in. It's not parallel, it's together, it's grafted, it's all together. 
So if we are abiding in him, ask. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Excellent. We have the what, it says? The confidence. We know it's going to happen. I know I have some friends that I call. No matter what, I am confident they will do, they will be there for me. Hey, this is blah, blah, blah. Don't worry, I'm there right now. Hey, no, I'm, I'm three hours away, but I'm going to get someone and, and I'm on my way. And that's comforting. We have that confidence. And you have those too. And you know who they are. And that's how we should see God. Do you see God that way? Do you understand that he says, I am that way? Abide in me. Isn't it awesome? So, last but not least, we go to Matthew. Matthew 6, right? 9 to 13. Pray then in this way, Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Hmm. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We pray that. Do we believe what that is? Praying. We're praying to God, right? Our Father. Our Father. We exalt Him. We submit to Him as we pray that, right? What else? We look to Him. Give us our daily bread. And this is, if you realize this, is when you start learning to be content, that he will give you what you need for the day. He will provide what you need. Not what you want, what you need. Yes, but, mm -mm, he is going to provide. He is going to, guys. We confess and we depend on him. All that in those four, five verses, pray with confidence. Let's stop there. Anything else? Anybody else? Who's going to pray? We all are. Thank you. Great answer. Awesome. Awesome. Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the great opportunity to talk about you, Lord. Discuss your word. Make it our own. Help us to be dependent on you in prayer, Lord. To abide in you, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us to be dependent continuously. To pray without ceasing. In your name, Lord. Amen.